Ready? Ready. Welcome to the Chris and Katie podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. Thanks for listening. Quote unquote live. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Katie and I were just talking about stoicism. Um, Tim Ferriss got to me. He talks about stoicism all the time. Uh, and Seneca, I think it was a philosopher. I finally took the plunge and I started listening to his um, advice, I guess. And I was listening to YouTube videos on stoicism and I came across a good one. And I was just telling Katie about it and like how it just kind of like blew my blew my mind and how that's how Tim Ferriss pretty much he lives that's how he lives his life and this whole time I thought I was like wow man this guy's this guy's crazy but really he's just living a 2,000 year old philosopher's life (laughs) honestly (laughs) well you were going through this saying a few different quotes and they are quotes that I have heard so many different times that I never realized that it stemmed from a philosopher in 200 300 BC. Yeah, 300 BC. I don't know. Yeah, two, 300. It's like, so a couple of them that are really um, popular that you may have heard of is don't live to eat, eat, eat to live. Yeah. So a couple of them that you may have heard of is live, no. Eat to live, don't live to eat by Socrates. Yeah. And the other one, are you... Yeah, the other one was it was the one of the first quotes you told me. Live every day like it's your last. Oh yeah, that's so yeah. So I was telling telling Katie about the five key principles of stoicism and and we were just talking we were kinda like breaking them down and how we if we do those and we actually do do some of those. Um so the first one is live every day as if it were your last. So that's the like one of the philosophies. So you you wake up and you're born. And every night when you go to bed, you die. So that's kind of the idea because in reality, today could be your last day. So if you wake up with that mentality every day, you'll be more thankful for everything. Mm-hmm. And you'll be more thankful for waking up, I guess. Right. And maybe you're a little bit less agitated throughout the day depending on yeah. how your day is it's kind of like okay i'm going to take this one step at a time and understand it and deal with it yeah and you don't sweat the small stuff it's like yeah this is my last day though so i don't care about you like mm-hmm. you worry if so, about the big things. for example if someone's being rude or sarcastic or whatever yeah. it is that could offend you yeah um and the second one which i feel like i really resonated resonate towards is the food is the best test of self-control just because you're constantly tested every day with food and that's where the quote from um, Socrates comes in eat to live don't live to eat and in stoicism it's like to so if you were to practice the uh, the principle of eating plain foods so just white rice no sauces and no spices and you eat that white rice I don't know for a couple days and then you become very thankful for say that that pizza or rice with soy sauce you become very thankful for small things mm-hmm. and i mean that's just one meal just rice i mean you can do that we have a lot of meals in our life <laughs> and you know and people around the world that's how they that's all they eat is 
just white rice. True. And that's what they live on their entire life, which is incredible to think about. And it really makes you thankful. At least it makes me thankful for being able to buy green vegetables at the store year-round, even in the dead of winter. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like a th- the third one is failure is natural, regret is foolish. This is another one that resonated with me. Uh, I really like the quote from Marcus Aurelius that said, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And we were talking about this, and I said to, that quote to me meant what stands in the way becomes the way. That meant if, it, if you fear it or if you're scared of that, then that's the way you need to go. You can get the most, most growth out of it, and it's the yeah. most beneficial in the long run because back to something we always talk about is if it's easy, it's probably not worth doing. So this sort of reinforces that same idea. Yeah. And I thought, uh, what's the quote again? The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Okay. So the impediment, we had a, I had to look that up to make sure I knew exactly what that meant, but it basically hindrance. Yeah. And now that you're re- we are rereading it, it makes me think something else. But at first I thought maybe it means that you know, when you are watching Indiana Jones or treasure movies or whatever, you know, the treasure's always hidden and it's not in plain sight. You know, you never know exactly what path to go down. It's not, you have to like, you know, uh, brush through the rubble and move the giant boulder to find the hidden like path. And so in yeah. this made me think, okay, so if a path is hidden, then it's worth going down because... You have to work toward it, and yeah. there's something awesome at the end of it. Yeah. And you have so to work have, in order to reveal it. So you have to get through the struggle to find this the treasure. Right. Yeah. Um, but on this, and he goes on to say that um, he means this guy who was writing this YouTube channel, he said that Marcus Aurelius means that everything, no matter whether it is good or bad, is an opportunity to practice virtue. So, I mean, that's a different way than we perceive it, but that also makes sense. Um, so if it is a bad situation, it could be a good situation because you're learning something. Hmm. Like, it could, you could go as extreme as, like, um, you know, death. Um, my grandma just passed away, talked about that. It's like, it's a blessing because, well, it's not a blessing, but it's, a, it's not a bad opportunity. But, you know, it makes me more thankful maybe for the great times that we had you know yeah i think i think with that one um and it's definitely worth listening to that podcast episode but with that one we did the hard thing in seeing her not at her best mm-hmm. um but seeing her not at her best was better than not seeing her at all and that was a good lesson yeah to learn there because she had passed away a couple of weeks really after we weeks later we did that um but i guess um a good or bad situation or bad opportunity say you have a job interview two jobs you don't get one and that's the one you wanted more but you get another one and say you know six months later 
that other job that you really wanted, the company goes out of business. They go bankrupt mm -hmm. for some weird reason. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yes, I'm thankful for this now. Right. Or maybe, maybe nothing negative happens to the potential job, but maybe you find your future husband or wife at this new, this other job. True. Yeah. And it could be something like that. Yeah. And it links you with the right people in the circle that you should be in. Right. So the, the fourth one, which also I like a lot. <laughs> I like all of these. Um, the fourth one is focus on the small things. And the idea is basically that you never underestimate the small things in life because the small things are what become the big things. So I use the analogy of there's um, like there's a building over there, but that building isn't the big thing. The, like the big thing were the little things, each brick that was placed to make a building. Mm -hmm. But people are so focused on the building. The idea is to focus on that brick that was constructed this, you know, world's tallest building, for example, could mm -hmm. be. Yeah, and this is different than don't sweat the small stuff. This is completely different. Yeah. Um, I mean, they both have the word, word small in it, but not sweating the small stuff is not caring about something that doesn't really affect you in the long run, like a sarcastic comment. But this is focus on the small things. So I, I think another great example to that is you see someone who's super successful and you just mm -hmm. wonder how they got there. It's like, I just want to be successful, like boom me to success. But you didn't see the nights and the hours they put in to do those things. You didn't see them, you know, take time out of their day to record a podcast, which propelled them to speak at an event, which propelled them to create a business, which propelled them to not be successful. And you want that. It's like every single action can be broken down. And when you look at things that like that, you can feel motivated to set aside an hour to read a book about investing so you can start investing. Right. And he says, don't, don't place your satisfaction on big, goal, big goals and dreams. Place your satisfaction on small wins. And I know I've talked about this in the previous podcast about um, eating. So whenever I don't eat like a candy bar or something that's bad for me, that for that meal, that is a, that's a huge win because the most important meal is right now. And as long as I can uh, set aside my urge, then it's, it's a win. But it's so small in the retrospect of, of life, you know, of all the meals that we're going to eat. But that that's all that matters is the meal right now. Mm -hmm. And you could, that's all that matters is today. Right. That's a great example. And I, I think, so I can relate to that, but mine isn't necessarily sweets. I mean, I do have a sweet tooth, but I feel like I can say no to it. Um, for me, it's kind of like, I used to put cheese on a lot of things, like just sprinkle a little cheese here and there, or, yeah. you know, eat mac and cheese or, you know, anything that would be obvious, like, that but as little as just sprinkling cheese on something that doesn't necessarily need it yeah. and now we don't even use we made um chicken enchiladas yesterday and i did not use any cheese at all it was chicken well no that's not true i use cream cheese but to make it was the, the um what's the off brand or it's not off brand it's a type of cream cheese but it has like less fat yeah but the recipe calls for cream cheese 
for the shredded chicken and then another section of it says to layer in mozzarella cheese mm. in and on top of it and i didn't do that i don't do that anymore i just yeah. do the cream cheese thing so it's like cutting out what you don't need because it doesn't add really any flavor to it all the flavor is in everything else that recipe has yeah so i mean that was a long tangent about yeah. hitting that point home but right like the the um the cheese wasn't Sorry, I'm stuck on this cheese thing. Now. <laughs> the cheese isn't a main ingredient. It's like right. an add-on. It's like, yeah, if you're not going to have cheese on pizza, okay, you're going to notice. Yeah, or if you're yeah, going to make mac and cheese and leave yeah, out the okay. cheese, then okay. Again, but... yeah, you're going to notice that. It's a main ingredient. It's in the name. <laughs> cheese pizza, mac and cheese. You might want want the cheese in it. Um, or else... But, you know, enchiladas, um, tacos, you don't need the cheese. Yeah, we don't do cheese anymore. We hardly ever buy it unless it is cream cheese for select recipes. Yeah. Which is hardly it's ever. It's like a cream or almost cream. A heavy cream. Yeah. Um, so, and then the fifth one is throw away vanity. Vanity. Um, so that means it is impossible for, oh, this quote was really good. It is impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows, which means you, I take it as if you're, you have to be open to learn new things, even if you think you know them. Mm -hmm. You could be a professor 20 years, but it doesn't mean you can't learn something from someone else. Yeah. And I, and I've wanted to talk about this for a while. Um, I know we haven't touched on it yet, but I've, I feel like sometimes I, I work with, um, really direct strong-minded people and at times i feel like i need to be more like that i need to be more assertive and direct and sure of myself how are they so certain and i always feel like with every idea i bring to the table or with someone even someone else their suggestion or whatever it may be i'm constantly like open-minded or a little open-minded like okay there are times where i'm like adamant or i think you know something's ridiculous but most of the time i say an idea and rarely am i ever like a hundred percent sure of it yeah you know i i have a theory and i can back it up with examples or my research or whatever but hardly ever am i going to be ready to debate this with you and like let's talk about this because you're not changing my mind and you're going to understand this. And I, I really, you know, for a while there, I was thinking, am I missing something? Why don't I feel so like super certain and like extra passionate and just a, just an overwhelming sense of assurance. And now listening to this quote, it makes me feel like I'm okay as is. I, I think it's good to have an open mind no matter what it may be you can still be passionate but leaving a little room for hearing other people's thoughts yeah and to continue on that i just thought of this about um uh, arguments or um, um debates rather just because you're debating doesn't mean you have to fully believe that side that you're debating like i feel like a lot of people get invested emotionally on their opinion, but I think the best in, uh, debaters um, <laughs> are <laughs> the best debaters are the ones that understand that they can debate both sides. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just on this side right now. 
But like in their head, they're just thinking, I'm on this side. Wasn't there a and, teacher in and, high school that would do that as an experiment in like social studies class or whatever? And they would say, like, you don't know what you're debating until oh. you get up there or they'd be assigned a topic and whether or not they liked it, they'd have to debate it. Was that in political science? I feel like it. I feel like it was because this is sounding. I think you took familiar. that class. I didn't take that class. No. Um, but I mean, that's what debating is, is you you have a side and if you're a good debater, you can win both sides. Mm-hmm. But people get too emotional, emotionally invested on their side. I could see that. It's like they have to win. Mm-hmm. It's a win or lose. But really, it's more about just... Well, debating is kind of about okay. win or losing. Yeah, but I conversations right. is not. It's about understanding. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. Yeah. But just, yeah, I think the, the best debaters, though, that's what I'm saying, is they understand that they're just taking that side but that's that might not be what they truly believe in mm-hmm. and so they take that emotional side out of it and so they can become like better arguers mm-hmm. so yeah so it's it's a lot more objective yeah exactly um and then so that that was number five but the quote at the end was so the soccer socratic paradox is I know that I know nothing when it comes to, you know, throw away your vanity. Um, but yeah, th- so that's just a light touch on stoicism that I found really interesting. And I just thought, like, Tim Ferriss just kept pounding it. Like, he always talks about it, how he, you know, he goes on 10 week, or uh, sorry, <laughs> 10 week, a 10 day fast of just water. I'm like, I'm thinking, how? How is this guy do this but you know he wants to appreciate the rice the plain rice that someone who like me if i were to just eat rice for 10 days that would be horrible but he might he not he doesn't eat for 10 days and then say he eats rice for 10 days he's loving that rice Mm -hmm. it's the best thing he's ever had yeah has to do a lot with gratitude and yeah really um understanding the value of certain things maybe not over idolizing when it comes to food or when it comes to whatever and i want to go back to the vanity thing so i was just listening to a podcast recently with julianne huff and she was saying that for a while there she was working out for vanity's sake it wasn't to be healthy and to um have like the one body that you're going to get in this life be the best that it can be it was all about vanity and I thought that, that was really interesting because that's something that we can all get caught up in. And Chris, do you, do you want to talk about like your point of view on that too? Yeah. After, are you done? Yeah. Uh, I just um, thought that was really interesting and something that I should also have in yeah. the forefront of my yeah. so mind. My entire life I've been skinny. I've never had a weight problem. And, you know, my friend, um, my parents, they're all. Well, one of my friends, he was overweight, and he's always kind of been a little heavier than than me and my other couple friends. And um, but never overweight. Not overweight, but he's just always been a know. different build, a different body type. Yeah. Um. And so he like dieted last year. He lost his weight, and he. I feel like he doesn't think I can be um, empathetic towards his situation because I've never had to worry about weight, and which is true, but it's also harder not. You know, they, they, they say that the ones that are skinny, when they can eat anything, 
those are the ones that um, the they have the worst health. Well, not the worst health, but it's, it's the most dangerous. It's more dangerous because you can't physically see the unhealthy habits or the unhealthy. Yeah, um, exactly. Repercussions of your choices. Yeah, you don't see the pain that comes with your action, and so I. I feel like I kind of struggle with that and I have to consciously eat healthy even though I could eat like an entire pizza and not gain a pound in one sitting. Um, and Some people hate you right now. Like, so oh. many people hate me. <laughs> I hate myself. I, <laughs> well, in, in speaking from someone who, you know, obviously can't eat a pizza and yeah. not gain a pound, I, I'm empathizing with, with that too, but... Um, but so yeah like my <laughs> the struggle for me is harder or maybe not harder because i'm not seeing any repercussions more it's dangerous not harder more dangerous more dangerous well no it's harder to not eat that pizza because i don't i could i could easily do it and there's nothing wrong with it for with me uh, but it's something that external i just have to know that it's affecting my body and i get annoyed because my it's <laughs> my my parents, um, they work with these people, and I've heard this a couple times, that someone had a massive heart attack when they were 50, and they work with my parents, so it's like they work in this building and factory, so who knows how healthy that person is, but they say, yeah, this guy, you know, he, he would run marathons, super fit, super lean, um, but then he had a massive heart attack at 50, and it's like, so they're trying to say to me, they make me feel like it doesn't matter what you do. Like this guy's running marathons. He's super healthy. But then, you know, he just have a heart attacks. It doesn't matter. And I thought, are you, are you saying I shouldn't exercise? Are you saying it's not worth it? Like just because of what you see on the outside doesn't mean he doesn't get home every day and just eat candy, eat ice cream, mm -hmm. eat pizza. It's like, you don't know his lifestyle. And now having run a marathon you know that you know just because you run one doesn't mean that you're the most healthy person in actually, the world well actually when you it, i mean it helps but it, no it it helps but um i mean we went to the doctor i got a physical and my my cholesterol was not cholesterol my um uh was it my blood no it was my ldl uh uh lcl oh, yeah my cholesterol it was kind of high my my low density the one of the work the your blood work came back and it wasn't the best it wasn't the best and i was like i'm the healthiest i've ever been in my life i was just ran a marathon i was like in the the dead of training the heat of training mm -hmm. but now we live in a place with something called dollar pizza and yeah, it's so easy to just grab a slice and eat pizza. Exactly. And we live in walking distance of any dessert that you could possibly want. There's bakeries, there's donuts, there's bagels. And so as even though you are working out, the, the point, I'm trying to get to the point um, yeah. of this, which is you can't intake whatever you want. Yeah. And just because you don't see a difference in your body footprint, but internally your blood work comes back and it's not great and arteries get clogged because of saturated fats and all yeah. these things. So the point of the story is trans fats. Yeah. Yeah. Trans fats, not saturated. Sorry. 
I don't know, maybe, who knows? <laughs> but, and also another downside to my, my body is some people get upset stomachs when they eat dollar pizza. Some people, uh, some people are affected when they eat um, In-N-Out Burger or um, Shake Shack. I can eat anything. I literally, I've never had like an upset stomach because I had too many cheeseburgers. I don't think it's ever happened to me. Oh my gosh. I used to eat, I remember, I would bring home Hungry Howie's pizza from Michigan, eat an entire pizza when you were away, and I would feel fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I never had an issue. In fact, I would still be hungry after. <laughs> wow, and it was, dangerous. And some people, they just, like, they just can't eat Shake Shack at all. It's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's just really greasy. It just yeah. upsets my stomach. I'm just like, yeah, I can't relate to that. So it's even harder because, one, it's delicious. And, two, I'm not affected by... You don't have any alerts or, like, tr body triggers that say, like, hey, yeah. this food is not good for you. Yeah. Everything and, is behind the scenes. And when, like, I'm run when I'm training for a marathon, run the more I run, the hungrier I get. And it's so easy... You lose your self-control. It's so easy to just grab a slice of pizza. Because, honestly, I was just telling you this. I never get full. I'm just like a garbage disposal. Just keep eating, eating. I mean, I, I guess I could just eat more steaks or something. And just I would get full eventually. Mm -hmm. It's very dense. and But I don't know. So it's like just because you look healthy, someone looks healthy, doesn't mean they are. And uh, what? I'm putting chapstick on. I know. But you can't help but fidget with something. Uh, I'm going to have to edit that out. Why? <laughs> the sound of the chapstick. I can hear it. I thought it was my lips being chapped or uh, unchapped now. On that note. <laughs> I'm getting tired because it's 11. 12. Oh, wow, it is. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm bowing to the mic. <laughs> Practicing. Stoic. What? I can't, I can't bow? I don't know. It's not disrespectful. I'm not doing that in a disrespectful way at all. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>